Hello and welcome to a post-game edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson coming to you from somewhere in south central, southeastern Ohio as we make our way back to the hotel and airport after Iowa State's 10-7 loss to Ohio. Difficult, difficult loss for Iowa State, Randy. Um, I think that we got lots to talk about, but certainly, you know, where do you want to start? Either big picture or this offense continuing to struggle, I think, are the, the two, you know, 1A and 1B in terms of storylines from today. Yeah, I, I think the storyline story um, for today is, is the fact that the offense continues to struggle. And primarily, it's, it's, the, it's the rush offense. I thought Rocco was fine. He, he threw downfield. Um, completed dump passes downfield, so he showed that for the first time, consistently at least. But the offensive line, and even it, it, that, the offensive line played so badly that um, even even Matt Campbell this time he he had trouble defending. He didn't even try. He did not try to defend the offensive line. He said he, he said that that um, Ohio was the more physical team, which they were. He said Ohio wanted it more than Iowa State, which certainly it appeared to, and and um, that and it's it's the worst Iowa State's played up front this year. It's the worst the rushing game's been this year. That that's rock bottom this year, and that includes Northern Iowa. Um, and nobody's blaming first year offensive line coach Ryan Clanton. That's that's not the point here. Um, the point here is that he preaches, and we've heard it many times. He preaches teams to be his his guys. He wants them to be fierce um, and tough. Today, violent is his favorite word of choice. Violent. He wants yeah, violent. Yes. And today, the violence was was on the other side, and quite frankly, regardless what happened elsewhere in the game, and, and even the the the. Was it good? Was it a field goal or was it not a field goal? Which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, it shouldn't have been in that situation anyway. I mean, this is Iowa State playing a Power Five team at sure on the road, but there were the uh, the stats said 21,000 people there in a 24,000 seat stadium. Obviously, they didn't count them all, but they looked looked like there were a lot of. A lot of uh, empty seats, but uh, nonetheless, Iowa State lost its tenth um, game by three points or less since 2019, and and um, I guess now we see what this means for the big picture. Yeah, I mean, I think to stick with the offensive line for a second. You said it was rock bottom for the season, and I think you could make an argument that it's rock bottom, at least from a run game perspective, maybe of the Campbell era. I mean, that was. Ohio lived in Iowa State's backfield. You know, the, I think the offensive line, you got to give credit where credit was due, was pretty good in the pass protection game. But for run blocking, they got absolutely mauled and dominated, which should not happen for a Big 12 offensive line home road on Mars against a MAC team. I mean, that was as bad of a run blocking performance as I can remember seeing at Iowa State under Matt Campbell. Um, you know, we've seen the pass protection be in shambles before, you know, where Brock Purdy is running for his life. But I don't think we've ever seen them fail so obviously in the run game before where Ohio just was so much better in the trenches 
than Iowa State, and that's got to be hugely concerning for Ryan Clanton, Nate Shieldhouse, and Matt Campbell. And you know, to your point, Randy, like Campbell was as blunt in his assessment as I can remember him being maybe about any position group you know I think he's been blunt about some things before like this is up there where he said it was embarrassing they got they Ohio is the more physical team that you know the offensive line if they're going to take if the offense is going to take a step forward it's got to start with the offensive line and I think that it just illustrates how poorly they played on Saturday and I think it's going to be a huge issue going forward. I don't know that you can fix this in six days. Yeah, exactly. And, and let's just break it down here. Rocco had <clears throat> Rocco was the leading rusher with 31 yards. Um, and he, uh, Cartavius, who was who battled food, who was one of the player handful of players that battled food poisoning. Cartavius Norton had uh, 15 yards. Yeah, and and that's taking into consideration eight yards of losses. Yeah, and I think he had an 11-yard run, too. So he had 15 he had yards while yard. having an 11-yard yeah, yard run. 11-yard run, good point. Sama had, had um, a minus five yards. He rushed three yards, uh, three times for five, uh, three times for, and that included a five-yard loss. So so for the for the team, Iowa State averaged 1.7. That's rock bottom, 1.7 yards a rush. That is rock bottom, and conversely, I mean, Ohio wasn't great rushing the ball, but they had they had 3.0 yard per rush. So that's just a difference right there. Um, um, Iowa State's defense that wasn't a great showing either. So many times in the fourth quarter, um, receivers got open in the middle of the field. The touchdown pass, uh, Ohio's touchdown pass, was to a a receiver. I think he probably broke his route because. Iowa State had a little heat on on um, on Rourke, the quarterback, and so the, the the dude broke his broke the route, and which be that as it may, that that was he was wide open, and that's probably a good route by him. That good idea for him to do that. But um, it all it all goes back to to the offensive line. It's it's mostly the same offensive lineman we've seen in the last three, two or three years. I don't know how much they're improving, um, and I know that's I know that's hard to say, but but I see it, you see it, everybody sees it, and um, you can't you can't sugarcoat this. This was this was as bad an offensive line performance as we've seen, and that's including against <coughs> excuse me <coughs> against Power Five opponents, and this was. This was a MAC opponent. Yes, okay. We've heard that this this opponent's pretty good, and and statistically, it's got a decent defense. Um, but a Power Five team, like you said, even on Mars against like the, against this, shouldn't shouldn't be this embarrassed. And and I, I applaud Campbell in that respect for using that word. He, it's not us that said it. It was Campbell that said. It. I mean, we would have, but it was it was Matt that said it. So. Yeah, this was as as um, upfront, maybe as he's been, as I've seen him, and and between you and me, we've seen him in every press conference, every game. So, yeah, and I think you know, let's talk about that field goal now. Trace Contreras misses from forty-seven yards in the first half, misses from thirty-seven with what five minutes left in yeah. the game. 
um, that would have made it a 10-3 game for Iowa State. Uh, the replay made it look like it may have gone in, you know, and just in, like, for full transparency, where we are in the press box, it is really hard to tell if field goals go in or not because we're on the side. Um, so watching the field goal replay on TV, we saw the same angles you guys did. I thought I couldn't really tell one way or another from the, the initial angle on TV. I thought the field angle made it look like the, the field goal went in. Um, but I don't know that I could be definitive about that. But obviously that's a huge swing. Uh, I think Contreras and Perkins both told Campbell they thought it went in. Campbell kind of demurred on it and just said, you know, don't make it close, don't leave it up to judgment calls, and it doesn't really matter because we played terrible on the offensive line and offensively for most of the game anyway. But obviously they make that field goal or that field goal gets counted as going in. You know, you're potentially looking at overtime in this game or a chance to go for two and win it. But if you're talking – and, again, I think Campbell said all the right things after the game, and I think it's okay to be frustrated about that if you're an Iowa State fan about that call. But ultimately, whether that's in or out, you feel better or if you win the game if you're Iowa State, obviously, but you don't feel better about your performance, I don't think. So, like, ultimately, when you're talking about performance, when you're talking about process, when you're talking about evaluating this team, I don't know, that field goal doesn't factor into that. It obviously factors in to whether you win or lose, and that that's kind of a big thing. But certainly the ideal scenario for Iowa State would be to put yourself in a situation against Ohio where you're not, you know, putting yourself in a judgment call on a 37-yard field goal. Plain and simple, that field goal did not cost Iowa State the game, trust me. And you know that. It did not – I mean, it, it did not. The offensive line cost Iowa State this game. Um, Iowa State's not in a position where it can have one part of, of – one facet of the game mess up well – sorry, maybe your most important facet of the game continues to mess up, so you're not going to win these games. Um, so it's it's just a, 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 an embarrassment. I mean, I'll say that word again. But what, So what's it mean going forward for Iowa State? Well, can you find five more victories with, an offense, with a rushing game like this? Can you find five more victories? I mean, Baylor is, is vulnerable. I haven't seen any scores today. I don't know. I don't know who did what to who today. But Baylor is vulnerable, I think. TCU is back to reality, I think. I don't know what to think of what to make of Texas Tech. <clears throat> Oklahoma State comes to town on Saturday, and I, like I said, I've not seen anything around the, around the Big Twelve. But the last I saw, Oklahoma still holding quarter. Or Oklahoma State is still holding quarterback tryouts. Um, so, I, but I still I, I don't see. And Kansas is good or better. It continues to be on the rise. So I don't see five more victories out there. Um, I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I think after today, I, I don't rule out Iowa State going to a bowl game just because, you know, there's still a lot of season left, but I'm done talking about it for a few weeks. I don't you know. I think it's beside the point of really any kind of discussion about this team until they shore up that offensive line, until they start putting more points on the board. That's the immediate concern. And any discussion about a bowl game, I think, falls by the wayside until they can fix those. Because if they don't fix those, they're not going to win two more games, let alone five. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, yeah, and then and then you're going, you're coming, uh, then you have seven and six with the best roster of players you've ever had, followed by four and eight, 
that included going one and whatever, one and eight in a Big 12, and then whatever this season ends up. Yeah, it's not a, a very positive trend. Um, but yes, we do know that there's players coming. We assume there are at least, I mean, we, from the recruiting rankings. We do know that this Iowa State team is starting very young players, and I think another true freshman got in there today. Um, I can't remember his name, but I think he got in there in there today. Ben, ben Bramer, a tight end, is is certainly showing the last couple games that he is, is becoming a force. I mean, this kid's a, a true freshman. He's becoming a force. He'll be a future of the program. Rocco didn't play horribly. Um, yeah, I mean, his two interceptions were not on him, obviously. No, on one of them was Higgins fell down. Yeah, Higgins fell down. Yeah, so, I mean, he he's he's fine. There's not a quarterback situation at Iowa State. Um, it's There's an offensive line situation at Iowa State. And, dude, we've been waiting for this to get better. For how long? A long time. I'm not certain. I'm not certain we'll see it get better this year. I'm really not. Yeah, certainly a uh, disappointing day if you're an Iowa State fan, falling to Ohio 10 to 7, falling to 1 and 2 on the season, and you're really looking for answers offensively to a degree that I would not have anticipated, even with the gambling losses of four starters, even with the youth of the team. I do think it's surprising to see them struggle to this degree, especially with the offensive line uh, you know, being as poor today as we've seen it be in the run game you know, potentially ever. Um, that's all we've got from the car. Sorry if the audio was kind of crummy, but uh, you know, doing our best. It's uh, Ohio 10, Iowa State 7. Be sure to check out DesMoinesRegister.com for all our coverage from Athens and as we look ahead to next week with Oklahoma State coming to town to kick off nine weeks, nine games in a row of Big 12 competition for Iowa State. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.